There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, listen, they want me to say hello. Welcome to the James Well best bits of tonight's show. I wish you can hear every night, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. Well, let's talk to uh, uh, Jonathan Bull, Professor of Molecular Virology at the University of Nottingham. Always good to try and get that out in one sentence. Uh, Jonathan, good evening. I'm impressed. I'm going to try and make it more tricky for next time. I'm just trying to think what, what, what adjective I can uh, add before no, don't, it. Don't, please. <laughs> now, listen, I'm, I'm slightly worried about my mate here who is perspiring profusely. He's got a bit of a cold and a cough. Tickly throat. Yeah. And he's flipping come to work. Right, OK. Well, um, you know, unfortunately, this time of year, uh, many of us succumb to these uh, circulating colds and flu viruses. Uh, and it's incredibly difficult to differentiate between any of them without actually turning up to a, um, a, a laboratory with a sample and getting it tested. Um, and, and that actually illustrates part of the problem of why within this country, since the last time uh, we chatted, uh, the country has now gone from containing this outbreak to now trying to uh, slow its spread. Now, if if you have a cold, um, can you, uh, or ev- is every cold the same uh, molecular makeup, virus, 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 or are they all slightly different? No, they're all slightly different. Uh, there's uh, over a hundred different uh, strains of virus that can cause symptoms of a common cold Mm. and of course there are some that we know very well because they cause serious disease like um, influenza and there are others probably less uh, well known um, and I guess before the current coronavirus outbreak very few of us had realized that there were commonly circulating human coronaviruses causing Mm. cold-like symptoms. Well that's the whole thing I'm I'm beginning to wonder whether there already is this virus within our society and now because it has been highlighted uh, uh, for a, a particular reason, are we all now just going slightly over the top? I mean, some of us may have had it and may have recovered from it, like just having a cold. Well, I think um, th- there's very little evidence of that. But I think what will happen is as this story unfolds, this virus will become one of the seasonal viruses that afflict us every now and then but unfortunately for us to get to that position where there are a few of us in a population susceptible mm. the rest of us all of us have got to become exposed to it build up some level of immunity and then what the virus will do subsequently is wait for susceptible people to be intru- introduced into the population so that means young people and also people who are getting a bit older and their immunity starts to wane and then it will mm. infect them as and when it can. So it, we're going through that sort of phase of it establishing itself as a human infection. And then will we say, will we suddenly say, because now from now on we say, oh, I've got corona, or mm. will we continue to say, I've got a cold or the I've flu. got the flu, or will some people say, well, I've got corona, or it might be yeah. the flu, or I'm not sure. 
Um, it, it depends on, on how much uh, attention we give this virus. And, of course, all the viruses... We're that giving it quite a lot at the moment. Exactly. And I think, you know, for that reason, we'll probably keep an eye on it. But in the past, we've rarely known the numbers of viruses that infect us. It's sometimes been very difficult. If we go back, and I don't, don't want to bore people with history, but if we look at the history of virology... When people tried to identify viruses that cause disease, we tried to grow them in, uh, in a lab. And very few viruses grew in a lab. Uh, and so we knew that there were viruses circulating and causing us problems, but we'd not, we didn't really know them all. Uh, and indeed, some of the common coronaviruses that circulate us were only very recently identified, but we know that they've been circulating for a very long time in humans. So this, this one's different. This really is a, a new kid on the block. Now, there are a number of conspiracy theories running around about this. I'm sure you've probably heard them, Jonathan. You probably don't want to hear them again. Um, for instance, the one I like most of all is that there is a, a facility a bit like Porton Down uh, just outside the city of Wuhan, and it could have been a virus that escaped. Any validity in that, do you think? Okay, so, yes, it's true that there is a... Um a, a facility, a high containment lab in, in Wuhan City, and they have been researching uh, viruses that are related to the SARS coronavirus or, the, or the, the, the novel coronavirus that we look at now. But if you look at the genetic uh, fingerprints of the virus, if I was to sit down and design a, a new virus based on what we know is potentially dangerous in humans, and our blueprint for that would be the SARS coronavirus, there are particular genetic changes that we'd have to make to a virus to allow it to, to do that. And this virus has gone a totally different route. Mm. Uh, nature doesn't... It's like you travelling to Edinburgh or both of you setting off to Edinburgh. One mm. of you might go up the east coast and one might go up the west coast. You can tell uh, from the this, DNA strands. Yeah, exactly. So you can tell from the genetic sequence. So these viruses don't have DNA. They have something very similar to RNA. Oh, yeah. We can sequence that RNA and we can tell whether or not it's likely to have originated in a lab. And, and the, the, the pathway that this virus went, we just wouldn't have created those changes because we wouldn't have known about them. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. That's part of the Great Steel podcast, which is presented by Gavin Esler. Gavin joins us now. Gavin, good evening. Good evening to you, James. Um, Gavin, did you have a, a particular interest in Vladimir before you started this? Well, I was always puzzled by him. I, was always, I always loved that uh, wonderful phrase of Winston Churchill in 1939 about Stalin, you know, that mm. Russia was a, a riddle inside an enigma, that kind of thought. What, what is the puzzle about Putin is, what does he actually want? I mean, in one way, he was a KGB colonel who brought a degree of order to Russia, which was the Wild West in the 1990s. And then we have people that you've just heard, like Anders Aslan, saying he's richer than Jeff Bezos. He's the richest guy in the world. So what is he up to? So I, I was interested. I was absolutely intrigued. I mean, what does somebody who's got 160 billion, maybe more now, um, actually want to do with it? You can't spend it, uh, even if you can't invest it, really, because it'll trip, make more. It? I mean, what do you, yeah, but what, you don't just leave it somewhere. What do you do with it? It's a very, very good question because, of, of course, uh, he can't exactly come and do what other Russians have done with money, which is to buy big apartments in New York and London. Uh, he wouldn't be very good on a yacht in Cannes. Uh, I've asked a lot of people, what does Vladimir Putin want? And they've tended to say two things. They, the first thing they say is he wants to stay in power and money 
money is power in Russia. And the second thing he wants is he wants his empire back. Now, not, uh, you know, the full Soviet empire, but as we know, he's the world's worst neighbor. You know, mm-hmm. 20% of Georgia is occupied. He's annexed Crimea. He's invaded or Russian forces have Ukraine. He's in Syria. He shot down the, you know, MH17 Malaysian airliner on its way from Amsterdam to Malaysia. And, of course, here in, uh, in the United Kingdom, uh, Sasha Litvinenko, Alexander Litvinenko, was murdered, and the Scripples were almost murdered. Mm. So it's a pretty interesting package coming from Russia at the moment. And the British citizens yeah. that, that the woman that died, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, exactly. yeah. What, what, do, um, what do we do with somebody who has all this money and then these other people who've made it as well... Uh, they're there running a country. A lot of the people in Russia not very happy. Quite a lot of poverty in Russia, isn't there, Gavin? Yeah, um, that's, I think that's, that's the real point, isn't it? You know, Russia is a great country. It's 11 time zones. It's got fantastic wealth. When, when you and I were grown up, we possibly weren't big admirers of the Russian system. But we were, you know, we might have read Solzhenitsyn's books or listened to Russian music or, you know, been admirers of Garry Kasparov playing chess. Russian culture was great. If you look at Russian culture now, we tend to think it's bling, it's oligarchs, it's perhaps not so nice. And I, I was just looking at the figures that Russian GDP per head is a quarter of that in the United Kingdom for a big country. So. That, you know, that you're right, absolutely right. A lot of people at the top are very, very powerful, well, very rich, and a lot of other people are not very well, doing very well. I mean, I remember my mum, who was a, a professional ballet dancer, um, who dragged me to see Nureyev once. Oh, yeah. Um, he defected, didn't he? Yeah, yeah and, and quite frankly, uh, the skill of, of some of the classical arts that the Russians mm. had and don't seem to have so much now, do they? That's exactly it. And, you know, and also, you know, for me, and I suspect for you, communism was a terrible idea, but at least it was an idea. Putinism isn't an idea. So it's a, it's a style of government, which is, you know, you, bet, you, you you take your shirt off, you look like Macho Man, you <laughs> pretend you were James Bond, uh, and he was in the KGB. Although I have to say, one guy who wrote his biography said to me, well, he was in Dresden. You know, he wasn't so much James Bond. He was more Miss Moneypenny. He was pushing the papers around. Yeah. <laughs> so he play, he's played a bad hand brilliantly. He came under the radar. That's sort of how mm. he did it, isn't it? Yeah, he did. He did exactly. He was. He was as, as George W. Bush used to say. He was misunderestimated. He got. He got up there without people recognizing what an ambitious, what a ruthless, yeah. and in, in some ways a very, very talented man. I mean, you know, uh, I'm not not making a case for him, but he didn't get there by accident. But mm. will there ever be? I mean, his opponents either get imprisoned or bumped off. Journalists mysteriously die. How will they? Is it only a revolution that could get rid yeah, of? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Russia. Russia obviously they vote, but it's a kind of pretend democracy. Yeah. And and I, I've talked to a number of his victims. I talked to Marina Litvinenko, uh, Sasha Litvinenko's widow. I talked to Mikhail Khodorkovsky, who used to be Russia's richest man until he confronted Putin about corruption on television uh, about 15 years ago, and. It didn't go well. You know, one guy ended up in the Kremlin, the other guy, Mikhail Khodorkovsky, ended up in a cage. Uh, he's now out and he's in London. Um, but people who cross Vladimir Putin tend not to, to do Survive. very well. And, and, and uh, it is a great word. shame because this is a wonderful, mm. wonderful country. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. Let's talk to Brian Dunning, science writer and host of the Skeptoid podcast. Uh, Brian, good evening. Hey, great to be here. 
No, listen, great to have you on. Where are you from? I am in central Oregon on the west coast of the United States. Ah, that's mm. where, all, where all the cowboys come yeah, from. Man. <laughs> that's right. The Oregon Trail. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And very good beer. Well, good yeah, beer. yeah, but have they have... I've um, got a friend who lives in Seal, Seal Island or something, Seal, Seal Rock or something up in Oregon. He's a friend and you don't know where yeah. he is. I'm going to go and visit him soon, yeah. He's a friend, you've no I, idea. He's one of my best mate, actually. Oh, yeah. Dear, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I must know him. Though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Brian, sorry about that. Now, all these, uh, these uh, and by the way, how is coronavirus spreading in the US? It is uh, in accelerating. It's still fairly low. Uh, mm. Your risk of catching it is fairly low, but it's definitely growing every day. There's uh, uh, another death or two reported and another state or two where we have the first reports. Yeah. Uh, tr trouble is with this coronavirus, you don't know whether it's somebody's just got a cold or the flu. Yeah, you can't really tell. Uh, when you meet someone, they may have a, they may have just a cold, mm. they may have the flu, they may have the coronavirus. Yeah. The symptoms are the same. Rolling into one. Mm. Now, yeah. have you seen some of the conspiracy theories about it? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Which is your favorite? You can't avoid it. <laughs> my favorite is one I heard the other day that it was invented by a Korean death squad. I don't even know what that means or why <laughs> Korea would have death squads, but it just sounded kind of cool. North Korea, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. Because <laughs> I assassinated that on, man in the Let's find out what it is, yeah. yeah. So what, what is the uh, conspiracy they've come up with? Now, honestly, that one I don't even know. Oh. It, it was... Fairly irrational. I mean, the, the, the usual ones are the ones that are more um, more down to earth because it came out of China, because it came out of Wuhan in China, which is the location of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Mm. You know, bum, bum, bum. There's your basic conspiracy theory. Right well, there. isn't that a, isn't that I, I've just been talking to a professor about that. He said, absolutely. It is just happens to be yeah. a coincidence. Yeah. But of course, what's going to happen? Yep. Is, you know, it's the same as Porton Down, the facility, more or less. Was next to Skir the Skirple. Uh, yeah. Eight yeah, miles. and we have uh, our, our Plum Island here in the United States. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, most countries have these facilities for studying outbreaks of dangerous diseases. And we can tell, as, as I'm sure you've, you've learned, we can tell by, by the genomic sequencing that's been done on the virus, we can tell for a certainty that it was not, it had no human intervention. It was not genetically intervened. I mean, uh, it, it, it is a natural virus. There's also the conspiracy of that novel written 20-odd years ago, um, but apparently yeah. <laughs> that's taken out of context and, and put two different novels together. Is that right? I, I hadn't heard about the two different novels, but uh, you're, you're speaking of the, the Dean Koontz book, where yeah. he had a, yeah. a, a virus that had it had a 100% kill rate. Everyone who got it died, no exceptions. This mm. one is... Probably somewhere between one and three percent. You know, we we still don't know because there's not very much data, and we're always updating those numbers as as we get more data comes in. What is it that drives people? Because it's always the same. People believe every conspiracy theory. That book is called mm -hmm. The Eyes of Darkness. By the yeah. way, why are people uh, always suspicious? They always want an answer to something that it might be just obvious, but they want to look somewhere else. I, I, I think you you just hit it. The the basic reason that conspiracy theories are attractive to a lot of people is that. They're an oversimplified explanation for a complicated problem, right? It's really easy to wrap your arms around the conspiratorial explanation. And we embrace the ones that happen to confirm our specific ideology, whatever it is. You know, people on the political left tend to believe one's conspiracy theories about the political right and vice versa. 
makes you feel better and everything's yeah. as you expect. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Confirming your preferred ideology. That's exactly why why it's so easy and and welcoming to believe. So, what do you think? Have there ever been any diseases that have got out that that are man made and been put out on? Purpose? That is a fantastic question. I have not. Um, in all the research that I do on the podcast and, and, and in my book, I have not come across one. Um, it's certainly a, a possibility, but I mean, scientists aren't really sitting around genetically creating diseases. I mean, we're, we're really trying to solve them and cure them more than we are create them. So, mm. I, 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 I well, there are there are places in the, in the world, and you've named a couple yourself. Uh, where they are trying to perfect things that they can use in biological war warfare. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's not against the bounds of possibility that some of these things could escape, is it? Well, no, not at all. Um, however, typically bioweapons, ones that have been tested and developed, that, that we know of anyway, mm. have been taking existing disease strains and finding ways to deliver those. You don't really need to go and genetically create something because there's already these very horrible diseases like smallpox, for example, that we have in storage mm. that you can just bring in yeah. and, and release. Yeah. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. I'm a bit worried, Phil. I saw <clears throat> No, he doesn't look well, but I'm sitting in here inhaling what I think I have got. got a I might have something, but I've not got that. What's that? your phone man it's not my phone what not is more. that not mine but it's it not, is your phone it's not my phone look it's off bum, 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 bum. there's your basic conspiracy theory you haven't touched my microphone or anything else we should be okay oh right, yeah right. I, I mean we never shake hands so no, that's no, fine we hug we don't do that either no. let me just put this all right dear oh my all-time favourite theme tunes. That was... Well, cheers uh, for coming to work. That's all no, I'm all right now. The worst as well. You know, here I am, a slightly older well. gentleman. Thank and you for listening. Hope you enjoy it. Well, what are you, you doing? Fine, I mean. You won't be listening, will you? Anyway, so, you know, we'll have to be careful. 7 o'clock so until there's 10, the door. Monday to Friday, Use it. on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. That was uh, the clips for today, the worst of Whale, or sorry, sorry, the best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.